Welcome to Extracurricular, the podcast all about the hobbies, interests, and talents of the students, faculty, and staff at Gwinnett Online Campus. My name is Dan. Thanks for joining me. Today, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Mr. Josh Rowan, a math teacher at GOC. He's also an avid disc golfer. We had a great conversation and discussed everything you could possibly want to know about disc golf. I also invited myself to play disc golf with Mr. Rowan sometime. I am terrible at throwing a Frisbee and I'm not very good at golf, but disc golf sounds like a lot of fun, so I'm going to give it a try. Stick around after our conversation to find out about upcoming episodes and how you can lend us a hand with the podcast. Enjoy the conversation. It'll be good. It'll be good. All right, so we are recording. Okay, so um, Josh Rowan, Mr. Rowan, yes. GOC math teacher, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, glad I could be here. Excellent. So uh, I understand you have a unique hobby that um, maybe not a lot of people know about. Maybe a lot of people do know about it, but uh, what's Yeah, your- it, it's a grown sport in, in America. Uh, a lot of... <laughs> It's funny. Uh, it's it's called disc golf. Okay. Uh, some people uh, call it frisbee golf. Which, if you are a disc golfer or a disker, uh, you kind of get a little bit mad when people call it frisbee golf because because it's not frisbee. It's right? not. It's not a frisbee. It's a disc. Okay. Uh, they are um, just differently shaped. It's like ca- calling a baseball a softball. Oh yeah, that um, would not go over no, well. No, it's just kind of the that doesn't the, work. Yeah. All right. So it's disc golf with a C, right? Like D I S D I S C. And you said people that play it are called discers. Yeah, discers. Yeah, if we sometimes we go out and throw some plastic, you know, that's what we kind of say. <laughs> okay, so I'm already learning some interesting vernacular and terms. Yeah, for that's disc just golf. maybe okay. uh, some, you know, some local uh, colloquialisms, I guess. But uh, in general, we just go. You want to go play around disc golf? And okay, yeah, that's kind of how. It All goes. right, so tell me because I this I really know very little. I think I've seen a disc golf course at. Uh, at one of the Gwinnett parks, um, but so tell me, how do you play disc golf? Like, what's the what's? Give me a, the lay, lay down of how you play. All right, so it's it's very much like regular golf. So um, we have a, uh, a tee box, okay, uh, much like a, a driving area, I guess, and um, you uh, you have a driver, you uh, a certain disc golf driver. You drive it off the tee box and you aim at a big basket. The basket's roughly uh, five feet tall and, and it's got some uh, drooping chains in it. And uh, you just throw it down the course until you get close to the basket and put it in the basket. So do you have like par three, par four, par five? Are there Absolutely. Okay. All right. So it really is just it, sort of it like is, golf. It is like golf. Yes. Is it how many holes? Do they call them holes? Yeah. Are they? Okay. Yeah. They call them holes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They don't call them baskets. Um, <laughs> you know? That's a good question. Okay. Um, so yeah, they call them they call them holes, and usually each park has uh, either nine holes or eighteen holes. And uh, there's a few parks, um, uh, not very many that go up to you know more twenty seven, twenty four. Okay. Um, so so it really is like a just a regular old yeah, golf course. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So when you're so do you have limits on the amount of because I know in regular golf you know you, you have club limits on how many mm-hmm. you can bring or the rules about how many how many discs. No, 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 okay. no. There are some people just come in with. Uh, you know, amateurs or just families will come in with one disc each and oh, okay. um, they'll throw, you know, the same thing they drive with or the same thing that they will putt with. And there are people who come with just three. They'll have a, a driver, a mid range, and a putter. And then the more experienced ones have uh, some situational discs that they bring along and um, they use those. All right. So, what what do you have in your, like, what would you bring out if you were going to play? How many discs would you have? Uh, I, I primarily, and I brought some. I'll, I'll okay. I, I can. Uh, I know the audience will be able to see him, but I could kind of show him to <laughs> I'll you. I'll be able to see him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, you know, I'll probably uh, play with a range of uh, five to seven, and I'll, I'll 
Just, yeah, it looks just like a visual. Um, help me kind of explain. So they kind of look like plates from here. Like they literally sort of look like small, not small, but like medium-sized plates. Right, absolutely. Okay. So um, let me get this uh, here. Let me get a couple of the ones that I uh, throw. All early. right. Oh, that one's kind of clear. Yeah, so for people at home, these are they don't look like Frisbees at all. They literally sort of look like a plate that you would eat on, except maybe like there's, they look like discs, so... Um, yes, absolutely. Sort of so, like a flying saucer almost. Right. Um, About eight inches in diameter, maybe. So this is kind of well, my... So you have a lot. Yeah, you have a... Uh, yeah, I, I carry about 20 with me, and, and these are probably the ones I... Um, let's see how many. One, two, three, four, five, six. About seven of them that I, I primarily throw. Okay. Um, and they all, have, they all serve a different purpose. Uh, so um, there's, there's a little bit of science involved. Um, Oh, so some of the, it looks like some of them have like really, they're thin with like a thin edge and mm-hmm, then some absolutely. of them look like have a much fatter edge. Um, so are, do the, are they different weights too or? Yes. Not? Okay. So, uh, so the, the, this one looks, I know that I can't see, but this yeah. one, the, the one I'm holding right now is, uh, looks like a miniature Frisbee, very much like yeah, a Frisbee. Yeah, it does look like a Frisbee. Um, and, uh, the one that looks like a Frisbee, this is made more for putting. Okay. And so this is like maybe 10 yards or less, 10 meters or less, right around 30 feet. And, uh, it's, it's a much softer rubber. So, um, you know, you can, you can bend it and flop it where a, a driver disc, another one that I'm holding here, it is not a lot more firmer. Okay. Um, so this, uh, like a putter disc that I have right here in my hand if um if you're throwing at the basket you don't want it to roll so um if if you don't hit it into the basket it, you want it to fall it's just going to flop right down you on want the it ground. kind of flop down okay. yeah and um the the reason it's a little bit more uh, soft and more malleable is so that um it doesn't land on its edge and kind of roll like a wheel away from oh uh, yeah okay um you want it to just if you miss you want it to hit the chains fall right down on the ground so that you can pretty much right and so also this one because it has a much larger lip where your fingers would grab it there um it, it doesn't fade off to the side as much okay um it just so kinda... this i was gonna say this one looks like it maybe just floats a little bit more whereas yep. this one this one looks like it's sleek and designed to just cut through the air, get as, as right, much absolutely. distance as possible. So uh, the, my, this this one right here, you can kind of see it's not quite as thin, and it's got more of a, a domey yeah, feel to it. Yeah. Um, so this is what we call a mid-range. It's my heaviest disc. Okay. And uh, so that would be oh, yeah. uh, somewhere around 200 feet or less. Okay. Um, if you're, you know, you're throwing at a basket. Um so that you know, that's kind of my second throw. Usually, yeah. uh, that's my approach. Like you think of a typical approach, if you're kind of related to golf, you know, you got the driver, and then right. you got all your different um, woods and irons that are different distances mm-hmm. depending yeah, on how absolutely. far you are. So this one would be like a wood or an iron. Okay. Um, and then the rest of these are are typical drivers. So this is going to be uh, you're throwing these, mm, you know, three hundred, four hundred feet. Um, oh, that's a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and these all serve different functions. Um, like this, this one that I'm holding right now, uh, it's it, the purpose of this one is this one's called a roller disc. Okay. So, uh, if you have a long, uh, open field, <clears throat> um, with maybe uh, low cut grass or, uh, uh, lots of pine straw and woods or something, um, this has got, uh, what they call a, uh, a very low, uh, turn number. Okay. Um, turn would be if you, uh, Right hand, backhand, the throw. Okay. Uh, like a typical frisbee, you would think that it's going to continue to turn over like this, 
right? Um, kind of the way you've yeah, just the typical of, yeah. frisbee throw. And it will. This was made to land on its on its side of the disc and roll down the field. Okay. Um, so but I've got some other discs. Uh, this disc is called the. Uh, that one's clear in the middle. Yeah, yeah it's that's... called it's called the Champion Ape disc. Okay. Um, it's got a, a large um, designed to fade, and so this one is a left turning disc. So if you're on a course that literally curves to the left, yes, this is what you're going to pull out. Well, you cannot throw this disc straight. Oh wow, it's designed. It's, it's designed to not throw straight. <laughs> so well, how does it do that? Is that some aerodynamic? Uh, let me see that. Thing. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So if if you would like uh, as a as a typical thrower, you would throw it right hand backhand. You'd have to have a lot of angle on it, and it would actually overcorrect. Like if you throw it where it's it's almost at a maybe a forty five degree angle, mm-hmm. so you don't throw it flat. It would overcorrect itself and turn itself back over wow. to the left side of your body. Wow. Where I have other, you know, like uh, <clears throat> this disc right here called the Wraith, um, which is a very popular disc. Uh, this disc does not turn over very well. Um, and uh, does not fade off to the left very well. Want it for this goes shots. straight and even straight to the, and uh, also bends to the right. This does okay. not have a good S curve. Um, then I have other discs uh, like uh, this disc. It says it's a trophy disc. I won it at a tournament because okay. um, I hit the most trees in that tournament. <laughs> Is that good or bad? Uh, it was bad. It was okay. a. <laughs> I see the tree on there. So yeah. this kind of throws like an L. Okay. Um, so I'm going to throw. It's going to go long straight. Uh, and then at the very end, the very, very end, it's going to fade off to the left. Okay. Uh, so if I have uh, maybe a long um, uh, fairway, yeah. and then uh, the basket's kind of tucked up to the left behind some trees, I'll launch this one, and uh, at the very end, it'll hook, it'll hook hard left at the very end. But it, it holds straight for a long time. So so let me – okay, so then the course itself, these courses that you go to, they're not just – I mean, it's like regular golf. They're not just straight – you know, they could be sort of curved to the left, curved to the right, um, trees in the way. Also, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know how disc golf got started. I guess I could, you know, maybe do some research on that. But uh, uh, courses are now it's it's popular enough now where cities are um, doing a better job of putting them in, in more um, uh, sought after land. I guess uh, Gwinnett County's done a good job of of using some of their parks for it. Uh, but originally, a lot of floodplains were um, disc golf courses being put in floodplains because you can't, can't really build a park yeah. there. You can't build tennis courts. You can't build basketball courts, uh, that sort of thing. And so uh, you see a lot of these things in the woods. Um, <laughs> but uh, now that you're getting into uh, some better uh, areas and better properties, uh, you're starting to see more typical golf course style where they are um, uh, purposely set up with fairways. Uh, maybe okay. going into some nooks of some woods or using woods and cutting out uh, alleyways and woods to kind of wind into the woods. Um, we're using uh, some natural structures like uh, rivers, waterfalls, um, uh, rock uh, outcroppings and using like, those. As, yeah, absolutely. Just to make it tough or, or yeah. easy or anything like or that. Or just, uh, just cool. Or challenging or cool yes, to, yes. to go play. So that's I'm assuming that's part of the... Like for discers like yourself and and anyone that you play with, uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you, so you you want to play obviously not just the same course. You want to travel and and go to to different courses and see all these new right disc disc golf. So how many are in? So anyone that lives in Gwinnett, so any GSC students or uh, like how many are close in the Gwinnett area? There are five courses in Gwinnett. Okay, uh, and. 
I, I would say if uh, if you're going to go play, probably the best one to start at is is, is Swanee Creek. It's a city park in okay. Swanee. Um, you, you basically go down, um, get off a. Uh, um, exit, I think it's 111. Okay. Off 85, uh, take a right, and you are, you know, just a couple minutes away. Now, is it free to play, or do you have to have a tea time? Or so no, 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 it's it's free. Okay. No tea times. Uh, there's very few places. There's a couple private courses. Uh, one of my favorite courses up in uh, Lula in Hall County mm-hmm. is a pay to play. Um, but it's five dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's not like golf where right. you might be paying a hundred dollars. Right. No, or something. no, it's, yeah. it's super cheap sport. Yeah. And so uh, there's also uh, Fort Yargo State Park in Winder. Oh, that's where okay. most known for their um, uh, uh, biking trails. Yeah. Uh, mountain biking trails. Um, but they have a disc golf course there. Uh, it's it's not high on my list as local courses. Yeah. But it's you have to pay the the five dollar fee to get into the park and then a three dollar mm, okay. fee to play the course because it's a. Um, uh, it's a state park, you know. Okay. Um, but uh, most no, most courses most courses are free. No golf carts, right? No golf carts. No. no so it's purely walking walking the yeah, course. Yeah, and absolutely. Your exercise then. Yeah. Okay. So the five courses that are in in uh, Gwinnett County, uh, Swanee Creek is Swanee Creek is probably the best to start off off with because it's it's shorter. Every okay. hole is. 200, 220 feet uh, around that, and uh, you can see the basket uh, on every single hole. So it's uh, very beginner friendly. Um, so you'd be someone like me who's got no experience, go out there, still have a good time. Right. Maybe You're, bring a, uh, and kids too, right? Obviously, yes. like. Mm-hmm. 10-year-old or something like that can go out there, have a pretty good time chucking it, trying to... Right. And so you don't get uh, uh, you, you don't get demotivated either by uh, a throw, and then you look, and I, I still have all that distance to go. Yeah. You're going to reach the basket in a couple of throws, uh, maybe three at the max, and then it's it's the putting game Okay. Um, after that. There's some there's some water you got to throw over, a couple of ravines you got to throw over, kind of neat. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. So there's some bridges you got to cross, wooden bridges. I mean, it's just that, that's the so kind of... it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like walking through this cool park but Absolutely. also playing a game at the same time yeah so so normally do you play in foursomes like in golf or can you have more than or do you play on teams or is it individual or how does that how does that work so if you're gonna uh, there's there's several things if you're if you're playing just recreationally with your family it doesn't matter you can have anywhere from one to you know probably six or seven to be getting too many yeah. they have to split up in groups but um, and then there's some sanctioned tournaments that we have in Gwinnett uh, Little Mulberry Park in Decula. That's the one I've seen before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's our more our most championship style course. Uh, they actually built it uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina style. So Charlotte, North Carolina is known for having uh, very woodsy uh, disc golf courses mm-hmm. and uh, very very winding, uh, long, uh, S curvy alleyways in the woods to get to the basket. And so um, when they actually built that course. Uh, to kind of model the Charlotte area courses, and it does look a lot like all the courses in Charlotte. Charlotte's like Charlotte has tons of difficult disc golf courses. It's one of the, um, I would say, uh, most disc golf friendly cities. Okay, uh, especially on the East Coast. Wow, uh, for sure. But okay. um, it, it uh, Little Mulberry Park is it's a great course, uh, but it's a very long course. So okay. so now when you say so, it's in the woods. Mm-hmm. How wide, like, is it as wide as? 
I mean, we're not talking as wide as a basketball court, are we? Are we talking as wide as like a roadway sort of path through the woods? Or yeah, you're going to okay. see uh, anywhere from the width of a road to maybe uh, double that. Okay, uh, going, going through. So pretty. I mean, you got to. It's pretty narrow, so you got to yeah. be able to know what you're doing. So if I go out there and do that, I'm going to be chucking stuff into the trees, probably yeah. most likely. Well, and, the, right. and there's some and there's some parts of you know the course or the the hole that particular hole that might be as wide as a house. You know, my okay, up. so yeah. it gets pretty open. So when you get, and so you said, so you have these drives and all these courses and you, you're generally your drive, you're just going to try to position yourself, throw it as far as possible and position Mm -hmm. yourself for your next throw. And then depending on your next throw, if it's a mid range, again, you're going to try to get as close as you can to the basket or or even now, now if you hit the basket, it doesn't count. Does it have to hang up in those chains? It has to to be be in the basket, uh, hitting the basket and bouncing out. It's called a doink. Okay. Yeah. Doink. Yeah. So you doinked it. You doinked it. And I actually, uh, uh, on another tournament, uh, I was, uh, in addition to that, I was the, uh, another tournament I playing, I was the doink champion. Oh, the doink champion. I had the most All doinks right. of that tournament. Uh, so, and that was in Queen City. So, that was actually a Charlotte tournament I played in. Wow. So, you, obviously, you've, you, <laughs> you've played, besides playing, uh, you know, just for fun here in Gwinnett, it sounds like you travel around to uh, play in these in uh, different tournaments. So how many what, uh, how many places have you been besides Gwinnett to play? Like, um, can you even count that? As a... No, I, I cannot okay. count. So, <laughs> how, well, let's start with this. How long have you been doing this? Uh, this golf? I would say I started, I think, around 2010, 2011. Okay. And the only reason I remember that is because um, there's a... It was probably 2010, I think, because okay. we have a group. I have a group of guys. So you're getting close to 10 years, yeah. Yes, yeah. Wow. So I have a group of guys, uh, anywhere from eight to 10 of us, that um, every year, uh, before we had kids, really uh, twice a year in the spring and fall, we would pick a random city in the southeast, mm-hmm. and um, we'd call it our disc golf tour. Okay, and we would travel to that city and and play. Uh, five, six, seven rounds of disc golf wow. at different parks in, in that area. And uh, that was our kind of our, we have we have a, a system of traveling trophies that uh-huh. we'd have and uh, different ways to uh, wager a few dollars here and there just yeah. to kind of make it fun. Uh, so we've been doing that about 10 years. Wow. And now we've kind of uh, settled back to doing a, a larger trip once a year, which I'm going on this, this upcoming weekend. Uh, we're actually going to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, okay, and doing one up in Knoxville, Tennessee. But uh, have you then, been up to Knoxville before to play? Since not that, to play. Okay. Well, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I went. So uh, last spring break, my wife and I and my family we took a road trip mm-hmm. uh, up through Knoxville, up into Ohio, and we stopped off ah. in in uh, Knoxville and Kentucky to play around. And you got now? Does your wife or any of your family members play? Uh, they they have played. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Sometimes I they have thrown the disc. They have thrown okay. the disc. I, I do have one of my sons. He's a ten year old. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Okay. Uh, he uh, thinks he's better than he really oh, is. Yeah. But he's he's. I enjoy playing with him. He enjoys playing, and he's got his own bag and his own set of discs. Okay. And so he's kind of getting into it. Yeah. He's he's pretty good. I mean, he's he's legit. He's um he keeps me on my toes. Yeah. Uh, he's good enough to give me a little bit of push, but you know, he's still he's still ten. So, so is there a um, is there a professional league of discers? Like, is, does anyone make money doing this? Yeah, yeah oh, okay, absolutely. And there's a, a, a pro rating system. And there, is there a pro tour? There like are pro tours. Oh wow! Yeah, it's incredible. So, um, professional disc golf actually started in Augusta, Georgia, uh, okay. near where the Masters is. Uh, you, 
That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> so uh, there's a guy in the late 1970s, a guy named, um, I don't remember his last name, but his name was Eddie. Okay. And the only reason I remember his name is Eddie, because there's a, uh, a very large complex down there called the Steady Eddie uh, ah, Disc Golf Complex. Okay. So there's three disc golf um, uh, courses down there. They're, they're pretty incredible yeah. courses. Uh, they have a lot of tournaments down there. I think the World Championships that were there just a couple of years ago. Uh, and then just across just across the uh, border into South Carolina, into North Augusta, uh, there are several uh, other good courses uh, down there. And one of my favorite courses down there, it's a, it's a course called Hippodrome. Okay. And uh, the uh, Hippodrome has, has two courses there. One is a, a traditional course, and another is a kind of a gimmicky. They have, like, baskets swinging from trees. Oh, they, wow. They have uh, uh, elevated baskets that are, like, you know, 10 feet tall. They, oh, wow. They have uh, a basket buried in the ground. Okay. Um, so, very... Just comical. Like, I was gonna say it's almost like a putt putt or yeah, a like mini a, golf. Sort exactly. Of yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So weird things. Mm-hmm. Man, that's pretty. Okay. So so there's professional tour. Now, have you ever thought of? Uh, can you? Are you good enough to enter the professional tour? Or are you? So professional tour is basically uh, you pay a fee to get a card. Okay. So you pay to get your pro card. There's right. no qualifications. There's, right. There is a governing body, uh, but once you uh, pay to get your card, you have to go and, and play some sanctioned events, and they keep a rotating score of your your previous eight uh, sanctioned event um, rounds, okay. I guess. And so your score is is kind of forever. Um, changing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a rolling average. Or yeah. It's like a rolling like average. Yeah. And uh, based on uh, some of the other people that played there recently that are uh, closely ranked with you, they will increase your 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 score and decrease your score. So it's it's a very um, the list is constantly changing. Okay. Yeah. Updating. All right. So do you think? So you're a math teacher too at mm-hmm. GOC. So do you think this seems like this is sort of a math. Like, do you feel that some of your math skill sort of comes into play with this as far as like angles and distance and things like that? Or is it just more of a natural, like you just have a feel for it? You know, I think it's it's much like math. Um, you just kind of get a feel for it. Okay. I mean, there's, uh, I, I briefly talked about it a little bit, but there's a, there's a numbering system they have uh, that the way they uh, rate discs. Mm-hmm. So they rate discs on, on how fast it flies, uh, how much it, it kind of wobbles in the air, mm-hmm. uh, the ability for the disc to kind of float. Uh, some discs will go very far, but some discs will have the ability to float a little bit further based on the domage, I mm-hmm. guess, of the disc. And then uh, the ability for the disc to kind of fade off um, in, in what they call the, the, the natural hyzer of a disc. Because, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you throw a disc, it, it's spinning. Right. And so uh, much in the same way, like a, an airplane gets lift, there's... Um, I guess not to get sciencey, but there is a principle called Bernoulli's principle. Okay, um, kind of like when you're taking a shower and the shower curtain kind of raises up towards. Yeah, the, yeah. It's called Bernoulli's principle. So the disc is going to turn in the direction of the spin because the air is going over on that side faster. Okay. So if you if you throw a disc um, right hand backhand, mm-hmm. so like like the tip, like if you're like a, sure. a backhand for tennis or yeah. like a typical way like somebody a typical throw a frisbee, frisbee yeah. throw. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to spin in a certain direction. It's going to naturally fade off to the left. Okay. You know they got numbers to rate those things, but in the end, you don't really. You, you might use those numbers to kind of purchase a disc mm-hmm. um, for situational purposes, but um, in the end, it's like, well, you just remember that this disc does this thing when you throw it, and if I throw this this disc really hard, then it'll it'll fade faster or fade slower. Okay. If I 
put less spin on the disc, then it will it will fade slower. If I put more spin on it, it'll fade it'll fade more dramatically. And so, so it really is like golf. I mean, these pros sitting up here thinking about how much spin they want to put on the ball absolutely. and yeah. and whether they want to, you know, have a little bit of a draw or a fade mm-hmm. on it. And that all affects how they hit the ball. And in your case, I guess it affects how you spin it, uh, right. spin the disc, or throw yeah. The so disc. there, and there's uh, you know two main throwing motions. One's right hand, you know, one's backhand, yeah. like you would typically throw a frisbee or. Uh, a typical backhand of like uh-huh. a tennis racket, and then the other is uh, they call it a flick, which is more of a forehand, where you're throwing off the tips of your fingers. And I, I can show you. I know the audience can't see, but where you, you throw it like this. Oh yeah, yeah. You you're know, just kind of flicking it. It's almost like uh, a forehand on a tennis racket, um, where your palms kind of facing away from you as right. you throw, and that'll fade off to the right if you're okay. right-handed. Uh, and so if you need to maybe bend around some trees or. Um, you know, maybe uh, bend around in the curve curvature of the, of the course. Now, um, can you throw left-handed and right-handed, or do you just stick to to one? No, I just I, I just throw right-handed. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. I, you Is know, there anyone out there that do you know anyone that can switch like that? Because that would so be it, it seems like that might be an advantage. But you know, I, we uh, on one of our disc golf tours we we did a uh, a, a parody where uh, every second hole was called the South Pole hole. Oh, did you? Oh, so you had to throw Everybody left-handed. Had to throw the offhand. Yeah. yeah, and it was awful. It was <laughs> probably terrible. Yeah, <laughs> was, that would be awful. that would be really rough. It was, wow. it was very funny though. Like we just we couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. Well, it, well, just just watching someone throw, I can't imagine. It'd be like throwing a baseball with my left hand or something. It would look, it would, or a football. It would look ridiculous. I know you can see, like, if imagine somebody that can throw a football 70, 80 yards, right. and then they put him in the left hand and it goes twenty. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be pretty funny, and the motion would probably look ridiculous yeah. too. So okay, so let me ask you. So anyone that's interested in disc golf and they want to get started, obviously. You know, they can go play for free. There's some free places around, but they got to have some disc. Mm-hmm. So what is the initial investment if someone wants to go out and play disc golf? So like what's the cheapest they could get in for? All right. So if you're just going to go get your um, get your toes wet here, mm-hmm. uh, go to a uh, used... Uh, oh, like play it again. Play it again yeah. sports. Uh, go to Amazon, yeah. buy some buy some discs used. Uh, probably uh, a, a uh, very economical disc would be uh, Inanova is the is the main company that uh, does stuff with disc golf, okay. and they have a uh, a line of discs called DX. Okay, and they're going to have usually a picture of an animal on the front. Okay, it's a very cheap plastic. It's a very cheap disc. And it runs you about $10 per disc. Okay. And I would say you need two discs. One would be a driver mm-hmm. and a putter. And uh, then that's it. 20 so for bucks 20 and, bucks, you could go out, get some discs, and, and be playing. Yeah. And then disc will, I mean, there's now numerous companies that, that sell discs. Uh, but if you want a generally a, a good disc, uh, you're going to spend roughly 15 to 20 bucks, usually 20 bucks on a good disc. And uh, you're going to, you know, as, as you progress, you're going to uh, find out that, hey, I, I need it. I need a disc for this kind of situation right. on the course. And then you're going to have to pick that one up, you know. So even if you, as you progress through the sport, like even if you have 10 or 15 different discs, you're, you're still not talking a, a huge amount of money. That might be two or $300 that you spent over, over you know, yeah. years getting discs mm-hmm. and things like that. You don't need special shoes, right? Yep. You just regular old tennis shoes. You don't yep. need any special gear or anything. I guess you, you, obviously at some point you'll need a bag to carry yeah. it, but you can get that for pretty cheap. So it sounds like a cheap, 
sport to get into. Yep. A fun sport to get into. Have you ever played in the rain? Can you play in the rain? Or I have played. That, you okay. can't play. It seems like that would be Awful. next to impossible. Right. All right. And then the one other thing I wanted to ask you about, it seems really, it, it does seem, it's probably because I haven't played, when you get towards that basket, it seems like it'd be pretty easy. You just, you just toss it in there. But I'm assuming, um, and this goes for the drives too, you know, everything comes into play. Wind comes into play. Yep. Um, you know, you got to get it. So, so what's a, where should you get to, let's take you for example, at what point does a shot feel like a gimme? How, how far out are you where you're like, okay, I, I make this nine out of 10 times. That's going to be, uh, generally speaking, five meters and up. So 10 to 15 feet, okay. you're, you're going to get it in every you just, time. You just feel like you should get it in every yeah. time. And yep. then anything, once you start, what's the farthest distance you get away where you start to question whether you should use your putter disc? Like, so anything um, uh, 30 to 50 feet and back is uh, you, you are no longer using your putter. Okay. Um, but you can still score. Like you can still score if you happen to make a great shot. Oh, absolutely. Right? Okay. What's the best shot you've ever made? Have you ever made a hole in one? Uh, yes. I've, okay. I've actually made two hole in ones. Okay. And uh, one of them, so they were both at Swanee Creek course in okay. Swanee. Uh, the, well, the first time it was at. Uh, this, is, this is your disc that you hit a tree yeah, with, too. It so, is. Okay. It is. So, so, uh, so before I. Before I before that one here, my first one, okay. I had my three-year-old with me. Okay. And uh, this is the disc I use. It's called the Wraith, very common disc. Uh-huh. Uh, you said that's like a driving disc, right? This is like a driving this, disc. Okay. Yeah, so this is off the drive. Okay. And uh, I think the baskets on, on this one, hole number 14 at Swanee Creek, was maybe 170 feet, 190 feet, okay. something like that. I had my three-year-old with me, who is now eight. Okay. No other witnesses, but there was a couple <laughs> of college kids ahead of me. Okay. And... Uh, so I was waiting for them to kind of clear the basket. Mm-hmm. They said clear, and I, I threw it, hit the chains. They heard the chink. That's what they call it, the mm-hmm. chink. And um, uh, they screamed. They, they said, no way. And I said, did you see that? Did you see that? And, of course, they didn't see it, but they heard it. Yeah. And my three-year-old, uh, you know, he has no recollection of it. So I have, I have no witnesses. <laughs> All right, but well, you sort of have some ear witnesses. Yes, and so, so this one, uh, I was, I, I even got two signatures on it. Okay, uh, so this was uh, so you have people for those at home. He, uh, Josh, has his disc signed here. He's got on the back. He's got a date, and he's got it signed by two people. Okay, I, I was, so. and uh, I was on the phone with my wife. Okay, and I was driving, which is a big no-no. I don't want to talk to my wife while I'm. I'm right. driving, you know, but so I have one hand up here. So my throw motions all off, mm-hmm. uh, one, a hand up here by my ear, holding the phone and I throw this disc. It was an awful drive. Mm-hmm. It went high into the right, but it had a lot of hyzer and it went all around all these trees. I don't know how it did it mm-hmm. and right into the basket. <laughs> and I go nuts. And my wife is like, stop screaming at me, Josh. <laughs> so the one guy, Zach, that's with me, he signs it. Okay. And then some random guy that was just waiting behind us. I said, you got to sign this. So he signed it. So that's... So um, two hole-in-ones. Two hole-in-ones. That's, that's pretty impressive. Now, I, so that's still does not rank as my favorite throw of all time. Okay. So my favorite so throw that? of all time, I was on one of my, our disc golf tours, and we're playing in, um, I think it's called uh, 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 either Peckerton Park or Peckerton Park down in South Atlanta. Okay. And uh, one of the baskets didn't have any chains. Okay. Uh, it was just it was just an open basket. They're still either putting the course in or something. And uh, on our disc golf tour, we have uh, one of our trophies is the longest putt trophy. We bring a 
uh, a distance measurer every time we go, mm-hmm. and um, whoever you know gets the longest putt of the tournament. Uh, gets a little trophy, and they so you hit. start keeping track early. You know, someone yeah. hits a forty foot putt, you're like, oh man, you're, you you're in it. Yeah, yeah forty okay. feet is definitely a okay. measurable one. Yeah, right. So this one was like hundred and two feet, <laughs> no chains, and uh, I, I launched it and right into the basket, no chains, nothing to deaden the throw, and it lands in there uh, perfectly. Wow. And uh, y- you could not ask for a better time. And we we went crazy. We didn't think at all that we, it would happen, but it happened. So when you say no no change, so the the basket sort of has like the it's it does have a basket at the bottom that's is that part made of chains also. So the basket then, at the bottom is going to be uh, roughly two feet across, okay, and uh, then it's just a pole going up, and then and then there's some chains that sort of connect to the two basket. layers of chains. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the so think of a um, I guess a. Uh, like a, a rim around the top and along the outside of the rim there's some chains connected um, and they connect to the pole at the bottom so okay. it looks kind of like an upside down triangle of chains okay. and there's two layers of chains if you want a, a very cheap <clears throat> a very cheap basket which you know some uh, municipalities buy the cheaper baskets right. they only have one layer of chains All right. and sometimes if you throw the, the disc too hard it'll go through the chains oh, wow. and onto the ground yeah. and you know it just kind of feels you know whatever Cheap. yeah, yeah so uh, two layers of chains will come in you'll hit it it'll deaden the throw drop it right in the basket alright so it's almost like a basket if I think about a basketball goal like a, uh, a hoop basketball it would be like if there were some chains or some nets or something mm-hmm. up above it and you're sort of throwing the ball in there and it sort of catches it and, yes. and makes it drop down that's exactly there. what it is okay that's pretty cool. Man, that sounds like a great hobby. So any yeah. uh, any last minute advice or any else you want to share about it that you that's like uh, something you love about disc golf? Okay, so uh, the the course is in Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. So Gwinnett has, has five, four and a half courses yeah. uh, in here. Gwinnett's very friendly um, uh, for disc golfers. And uh, Swanee Creek is probably the best one uh, for beginners. And it's a really fun one because you don't have to have a very strong arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenora Park at the very south end of Gwinnett. Uh, okay. It's very wide open, very minimal trees. Uh, so if you just want to go out and, and throw hard. Just chuck it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about hitting very many trees or, or being very uh, technical. Um, Alexander Park is is a very good park in, in Snellville. Okay. And uh, it, it technically might be Lawrenceville. Um, but it's right there on the snow. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably going to be your best all around park. Uh, it's got some distance, uh, but it's also got some uh, uh, holes that are in the woods to give you some kind of technical ability. There's some, uh, uh, there's a big pond you have to avoid mm-hmm. on one of the holes, which is kind of, you know, uh, gives you something different to look at. Um, there's some uphill shots, downhill shots, just some wide open shots. So yeah. uh, that's a very good course. Uh, Little Mulberry is going to be your, in Decula, is going to be your most championship style course. Uh, it's a very difficult, long course. One of the holes on there is 1,000 feet. 1,000 uh, feet? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's uh, yeah. hole number 10. It's going to be three football fields long to oh get down gosh. at the bottom. Wow. Um, but uh, in general, you're going to walk about, probably about a mile and a half, two miles on that course. Um, and then uh, another one in, uh, Decula at Maple Creek Park, which is the city park in Decula. They got nine holes there. Okay. Uh, I play there a lot with my 10 year old, and yeah. he likes it. It's a very short course as well. Of course, it's nine holes. Yeah. Um, let me think uh, of some anything else. Oh, and if you are uh, a first time disc golfer, you're going to spend a lot of time in the woods looking for your disc. Yeah. It's just going to happen. And you will find some uh, <laughs> discs too. So uh, the, the sport 
is cheap, but it only gets cheaper because you actually gain discs <laughs> as, as you're, you're walking around. Yeah, and so trying to find stuff. Um, one of my okay. favorite discs. Uh, this is called um, uh, for the listeners. It's called a katana disc, and uh, I, I found this disc at uh, one of my absolute favorite courses up in Lula called okay. the North Georgia Canopy Tour. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a it's a championship course as well. It's a very long course. Uh, so I uh, there's uh, a creek or a river that kind of runs through the yeah. middle of the course, and I found this buried in the mud bank. Oh, wow. And it was dirty. I cleaned it up and uh, there was no phone number. If there's a phone number on it. Yeah. And, I noticed yours all have your name and your phone right. number on it. So so if there's a phone number, you give it a call. Yeah. Um, uh, and if they answer it, you do everything you can to get the disc back yeah. to the person. Uh, a lot of times um, they'll just say, don't worry about it. You keep it. Keep or they it. don't even answer it at all. Yeah. Uh, so then you know, then it's feel like it's finders keepers. Um, yeah. So this one, the Katana that I said, um, it, it's a very good situational disc. It has a long. Um, you throw it. It kind of throws like a uh, like a parentheses, I guess. Uh, a very long sloping curve to okay. the left, uh, which is good for uh, certain holes. And um, maybe two years after I got it, I lost it. Oh no! At the same hole, <laughs> the same course, in the same river, I couldn't find it. Wow! And what it was the- there for a year. And then someone, and then the course called me and said, Josh, uh, we, somebody found your disc on our course. And I said, well, I, I can't make it up there for a while. Right. Because uh, it's, it's about a 45 minute yeah. trek up to that course. And uh, on some random year later, so this is two years after I lost the disc, I stopped by the, the, the course again. And uh, I, I tell them, show them my ID. Hey, I'm Josh Rohn. Do you have my disc? They still had my disc behind They'd the hung counter. to it for a year. And now it's back in my bag. So it's only fate that this disc is still in my bag. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. <clears throat> and uh, North Georgia Canopy Tour has uh, a very popular hole. It's, it's um, I think it's, what hole was it? It was um, hole number 12. Okay. It's uh, one of the more popular holes in Georgia. It's an entire hole inside a chicken coop. A, um. <laughs> a big chicken house. With live chickens in it? No, or no, an empty no chick- one. Okay, empty, yeah, there's no chickens in there. So it's an abandoned chicken house. It's an abandoned chicken house. That you have to play through. Yep, 400 feet long, straight. There's so low, are low ceilings, low ceilings yes. sides. Yep. So, but the good news is, I guess you can just bang it off that, and it not yeah. going to lose it probably. And, and uh, it's it's a very memorable hole. People, uh, you chicken know, chicken coop hole, an indoor hole. So when I'm researching other courses, uh, sometimes uh, at different cities, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even uh, I'll, when people review courses, I'll look at the reviews. Every once in a while, you see somebody reference uh, oh. this course, this hole here in Georgia, and they'll say, "Man, this is a really cool hole. Not quite as cool as the chicken coop <laughs> hole at, at North Georgia Camping Tour." And I'm like, "Oh, that's my that's my that's home my course. Place. Yeah, that's my home course. That's really so, cool." Um, and then you know, I, uh, not to carry on too long, but there's yeah. there's this there's this other hole. Uh, there's this uh, course up in Charlotte that I played at uh, when we did our Charlotte uh, tournament. It's a true island hole. It's okay. It, you, you you're throwing into the middle of a lake. Okay. There is a very thin island bridge that walks uh, a dirt island bridge that walks right. all the way out to the island, but it's it's an island. Yeah. It looks like a lollipop in the middle of the island, like this land bridge, yeah, like the stick. Tiny, tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I remember uh, when I was researching how to set up the tournament, I remember reading about it in the reviews, and they they closed off the hole because so many people were throwing it. And uh, getting into the, you know, their their disc will go into the mm-hmm. the pond or the lake, uh, or or it's kind of a combination pond lake. Yeah. So the, a plake. Yeah, and a plague. yeah. <laughs> so um, 
they move the basket over uh, over to the edge of the of the lake, and uh, they only make the island hole for uh, sanctioned tournaments. Well, we okay. weren't doing a sanctioned tournament, and so I contacted the um, course uh, developer, the guy who designed right. the course and kind of uh, owns the course and and maintains it. And I, you know, I, I got him to. He actually came out and played around with us. Oh, cool! Yeah, very he, cool. And, and he, he's professional, and uh, it, he, sure enough, he is. He's he, good. Oh, he's yeah. good. And I asked him if he would, you know, put the put the basket on on the island hole for us, and he absolutely did. And oh wow! So you guys got like some special. You got yeah. to play this unique hole that no one else really gets right. to play. Right? Yeah. This guy, this guy was incredible, and we have uh, like some Chuck Norris jokes that we mm-hmm. in our circle that we talk mm-hmm. about him. He's just kind of this odd odd character, but um, you know, it's funny because you know we're I would say I'm still in the category of recreational, right? Uh, probably uh, better than average a recreational player, but this guy, you know. We kind of ask him, you know, hey, how many hold of ones have you got, Mark? And he said, well, I try not to do, I try not to go for hold of ones anymore. And we're like, what? Why? He's like, well, if you try to go for the hold of one all the time, many times just to get it there, you zoom past the basket and you end up having to play catch up on the way back. So mm. we try to lay it at the basket and then just get it easy too. But if you go for the hold of one, and I was like, I don't have that problem, it's, man. Yeah. I, it's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're way above and yeah. past where I am. No, but wow. he was, uh, you know, he had sponsors. He, oh, wow. He, he, uh, his, he did not have a uh, quote-unquote real job. This, um, that was... Yeah, his, his job was to maintain that course. He also designed several other courses around the area. So um, some cities pay him to mm-hmm. uh, keep those courses maintained, run some tournaments. And then he's also sponsored by a couple athletic um or uh, businesses that, yeah. uh, you know, you know, he had want to see them yeah, go out and I guess. do well and play yeah. well. So is this something you can see yourself playing for the rest of your life? Absolutely. It, to me, it's like golf. I mean, uh, it's for a, uh, a sport for uh, people who are uh, just a tad too old or uh, uh, to play real sports. Yeah. You so know? low impact, you still get to go out there and have yes. fun with friends or family or whoever you're playing with. Yeah. It's competitive. So you get that competitive juices going yeah it requires some skill it's something you can improve as you as you practice yeah it sounds like pretty there's two waves of people you college kids played a lot because yeah. they have more time on their hands yeah. and most call most uh, universities have a some kind of course on mm-hmm. their campus because it's uh it takes less than ten thousand dollars to build a whole course uh oh, wow. okay. less less uh there's less concrete needed uh than a than a traditional tennis court because you mm-hmm. just need concrete for 18 yeah. pads if there's even concrete at all, that a concrete pad would be a nice um, addition, but uh, that's not always you don't the even case. Have to have it, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it's relatively cheap there. So there's that wave of kids that kind of pick it up at that age, and then usually families, um, and uh, you know, late twenties, early thirties, start seeing people start to play a lot more because they have families and something to do on the weekends. Yeah, it's cheap, cheap, fun entertainment. So you're gonna take me some time? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I will absolutely play. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on I, that. I'm always looking for for new people to get in, and um, I've never played, so I, I would love to play. It sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a, a good sport. I, you know, I I think you know we live close together, so I think mm-hmm. uh, we should try the Maple Creek and Tequila. Yeah, the Tequila one. Yeah. And, All right, uh, you're on. <laughs> let's do it. Um, All right, man. And this is I can, I cannot believe we lasted this long, but uh, I'm glad you. That's asked. pretty good. Yeah, I'm glad you came. I, man, I learned a lot about uh, disc golf that I didn't know. So that's exciting. Thanks that's for good. coming, Josh. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Mr. Josh Rowan. He is really into disc golf, and I wish you could have seen some of the discs that he pulled out. 
He had some crazy colors. Some were clearish or opaque. Some had designs. They were they were really interesting. And I really hope that when I go play with him that I don't lose any of his disc. I'm going to try my best. Um, if you like this episode of Extracurricular, please keep listening to the podcast. I'm going to continue to sit down with students and teachers to talk about all the cool things they do outside of school. school. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you have an extra minute, you can really help us out by leaving a good review on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Um, if you want to email me some questions or you want to know more about the podcast, you can definitely do that. If you're interested in Gwinnett Online Campus, you can head over to our website and find out uh, about all the cool things that are going on at GOC. I've put links to my email and the school website in the show notes. And I definitely want to give a special thanks to Dr. Ray and Dr. O'Neill. Podcast wouldn't happen without their support and inspiration. Uh, really appreciate all they've done to make this happen. So I look forward to joining you again next episode. See ya. <laughs>